But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Sounds familiar. Take a guess. Biggie. Yep. Juicy. But it was a remix, though. I forget mm-hmm. who, who the original was. I can look it up. But, David, you know who it was? I'm trying to think off the top of my head who the original was, because I know Juicy. I recognize that. I like that beat. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Um... Uh, it was for lo- the longest fruit. I called this. Yeah, the longest I called it Juicy Fruit. Yeah, like M- I knew the original was Juicy Fruit. M-tune. Juicy. We're about to get juicy right now. Hmm. Getting this college football playoff. Go ahead, fellas. <clears throat> juicy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I love that part right there. Juicy. Go ahead, Frank. Got that water? You drinking tea or anything like that? It's water. Get some tea, man. Or just tea. Yeah, I probably should have made some this morning. Yeah. Or at least mix it, you know, Sprite and Jack Daniels or something like that. You, or get the, seriously, I mean, I would have came in here and mixed Sprite with Jack Daniels. It's really good. Uh, or or do Fireball with Sprite. Woo, gives it a nice kick and it helps your voice, bro. Trust uh, me. Because think about it. My voice was out two weeks ago and I did that remedy and look how where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there have been times I've been doing my uh, honey lemon tea remedy. I just it ain't like, working. I didn't do it today, so that's probably why. And I'm paying for it right now. <laughs> but uh, but we got to power through it. College football playoff. I know a lot of you've been waiting for this, so I th- we'll start with a four o'clock game: TCU, Michigan, Fiesta Bowl. Michigan, seven and a half point favorite, total 57 and a half. Now, this this has been my thought process going into the game. If TCU runs that stupid 3-3-5 defense the whole game, mm-hmm. they're asking to get killed. Because I think Michigan's just going to run the ball with Donovan Edwards and... It's just, he's just going to run all over because the three three five is not designed to stop teams that like to pound the rock, and I, and I know David will agree with me on that. Yeah. However, I think Max Duggan is also the best quarterback that Michigan will have faced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's better than C.J. Stroud because when pressured, C.J. Stroud, for lack of a better word, craps his pants. Duggan seems to thrive under it. But also, I've said this about TCU, they've they've been one of the luckiest teams this year. They faced five backup quarterbacks. Look, I know it's not their fault that it happened. 
And but still, I think they they faced. Um, I think they faced Oklahoma State when Spencer Sanders was out. They faced faced uh, Oklahoma when Dylan Gabriel was out. First time they played Kansas State, Adrian Martinez gets hurt. Will Howard because it plays well. He gets hurt, then Bobby Poopley or whatever the hell their third stringer was came in and proceeded to poop a hammer, mm-hmm. as David likes to say. Hey, and then, then of course, and and if T and Michigan's defense, I think, can hold TCU under thirty four points. And when TCU's been held under thirty four points, they don't do so well. I mean, look, I know they beat Baylor. Some funky walk-off field goal hole where no timeout. They got run the field, go on, kick it, win. And then I think it was West Virginia. Ah, they threw some BS touchdown just to <laughs> run it up or something. I know a lot of people were not happy with that one, at least those who bet on the game. And then, of course, Kansas State, second time around, they lost to so I think this one I'm thinking Michigan wins. If I'm betting it, I I'm st- I'd st- I'm staying away from it because I think I have a feeling TC. I don't want to be I don't want to be laying points here and then have to sweat out TCU coming in with some funky backdoor cover. Or so I'll I'll say Michigan wins. I'll go. I, I see them win possibly somewhat close game because Max Duggan's going to be able to make plays. They got decent receivers. Quentin Johnson is a top 15 pick. Heck, and heck and TCU can run the ball. But again, I think Michigan's running game is just going to be too much. So, David, what do you think? Um, I would I would say... That for the entire season, TCU has kind of been this team that I don't want to say disrespected, but everyone's kind of looking at, oh, you know, and rightfully so, like, this, this, you know, you have to play who's in front of you, which makes sense. But I think where TCU doesn't get a lot of, I would say, credit is that kind of, yes, you know, three through five is not something that you see kind of against conventional kind of college football really. Uh, yeah, just in general, but it's effective. And I think are they are they going to be expecting Michigan to be run heavy? Probably not. I mean, I I definitely think if Blake Corm was playing, Michigan would be like bleep the quarterback. We're just going to run down their throat, fifty sixty rushing attempts, and try to stop the best running back in college football. But I think. Because I don't want to say that they're not going to completely abandon the pass, which helps TCU, but I think TCU is going to stifle Michigan's running attack enough to where Michigan's going to have to beat them with their arm. And I think from there and the resiliency, just I like TCU's offense against Michigan's defense personally. I wouldn't be surprised if TCU continues in its ultimate underdog where – a lot of people are writing them off like we did when Ohio, uh, when Notre Dame played Alabama. It's like, ah, you know, it's nice they got here, but going up against the quote-unquote blue blood, 
and the Power Fives are going to get their you know rear end handed to them. I think TCU shocks the upset. Um, I can't say for a score line. I like covering all that stuff. That's for you know the, the gambling degenerates. But I think TCU wins close, but it's not going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not going to be like a late game field goal like we saw the majority of TCU's wins, kind of one possession games. I think it's going to be six to nine points. I'll say. Well, well, here's the thing too, David. I know you mentioned. And how you fit? You think TCU could slow down Michigan's running attack? Well, here's the thing: Ohio State they sold out to stop the run against Michigan. They went put eight guys in the box, box, and let their corners play on an island, and they got burned. And I think, and I think, you know, I've seen enough from JJ McCarthy where hey, you say, okay, you're gonna put put no no high safeties. All right. I'm going to throw a deep ball to Cornelius Johnson or Andrell Anthony or um or I've or tight end Colston Loveland who I thought's really come on late in the second half of the year for Michigan. And even Edwards has shown he's a dangerous receiver on the backfield as well. Well, but the thing is Michigan's O-line, they're the non-negotiable in this game. Hey, man, that's why that's why I think they win. They control the line of scrimmage. I mean, yeah, TCU's going to make plays. Plays. Max Duggan's a red ass. I mean, the guy, the guy's battled hard. He was basically the third string quarterback coming into the year. Here, he won the job, and he hasn't looked back. Max, so I mean, I think that's going to cause some problems, but I think Michigan wins it. But you I mean you're going TCU? You win that one, so. We'll see. We'll see. I think I'm just I'm hoping that it's a competitive game because these semifinal games have been blowouts more often than not. Yeah, yeah I don't think TCU Michigan is going to be a blowout by any stretch. And like I think part of the reason why I think Michigan was able to kind of fall over Ohio State with the rushing attack is because Ohio State doesn't have any linebackers. And like we we saw that when Toledo played like. Their linebackers' issues were evident week two, week three. And so that's just only going to get magnified when you play go up against better teams. And I think I think TCU has the back four or back five, back six. I think TCU secondary I don't want to say slown under the radar, but they're definitely underrated in terms of defensive back units. And I think TCU's Secondary can make a play or two, just to just to make a no keep them on it. Like my for you know three fifty and you know three touchdowns, sure. But so can Max Duggan, and I think in a shootout that if it turns into a shootout, TCU has the advantage because they can put up points with anyone. I don't know if Michigan has in the firepower. If it gets into an offensive shootout, you're going to see tired. Your body start to get a little tired. I would say if if it gets into the 40s, 50s, because that's you know again that's TCU's wheelhouse. Big 12. If you're not putting up averaging 40, 45 points a game, you know you don't belong here. But, but yeah, if, that's probably going to be the better of the two games for sure. 
So you think it's going to be the better of the two. And now we'll get to Ohio State, Georgia. This one, here, here's, what, here's what scares me from a betting standpoint. It opened, This line opened up at six and a half. And everybody and their brother is on Georgia. Uh, yeah, I mean, I listened to the Bang podcast yesterday. They said that line has not moved. Nobody was betting Ohio State. Well, we've got line movement, ladies and gentlemen. It's now Georgia minus five and a half. Ooh, wow. It's dropped a point. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, look, because initially, I mean, David, you probably heard me say this too. If who, when I saw Ohio State Georgia, I'm thinking, well, look at it, head Georgia. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna line up, they're gonna order pizza, and they're gonna make Ohio State eat the pizza, whether they want to or not. Are you serious? Yeah. You think so? Georgia's gonna impose their will like that on them? Yeah. Remember, Herschel Walker ain't walking through that door. I know he's not, and I also know, but and however, Archie and I also Griffith know that uh, Jordan that Davis ain't walked through that door, or Archie Griffith, Trayvon Walker ain't walked. Th- I mean, this Georgia team's not as good, but they're they're a physical football team mm-hmm. team, and it seems like we we've seen we've seen it in games this year, David. I mean, they. The Kent States, the Missouris, the Kentuckys of the world, they're like, Kirby Smart's like, you know what? It's a business trip. Look, we're just going to play the game, do what we got to do to win, and get the F out of here. Mm-hmm. But against the Oregons, the Tennessees, the LSUs, it's like they find another gear here, and it's basically like, okay, hey, we mean business, and – Yes, and we're going to do everything we can to open up the proverbial can. And you saw it against Oregon, 49-3. to I mean, the Tennessee game wasn't that much of a blowout. At LSU, they put up a 50-burger. But the thing is, Ohio State, to me, I mean, they seem like a, like a better version of Tennessee. I mean, similar offenses. They'll sling the ball around. And, and you know, there's a part of me that thinks... Overrated. Overhyped. Yep, I know. Yeah, and they basically don't like it when teams line up and play man ball against them. And you know what? Georgia, I think, will do that. But the fact that this line is moved when everybody's on Georgia, that kind of, that kind of gives me pause that... Vegas knows something about this, and they always know something. Yeah, that kind of gives me pause. Thing you know, maybe Ohio State's got something here, but what? But what are they going to do? It's just—it's just going to be Stroud chucking the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, he's that dude. Yeah, and Emeka Ibuka. Uh, obviously, there's no Jackson Smith and Jigba in this game because he's leaving the yeah. NFL. Which, that, once again, that tells you. But also, I know that my but Ohio State's also going to get Mayan Williams back, running back. So, uh, and and plus, but the thing too is, Georgia's able. Kirby Smart is going to be able to get pre- have Georgia bring pressure, and Jalen Carter, er, is probably going to be the guy leading that charge. And we've seen C.J. Stroud under pressure, 
just goes kaput. And, I mean, that's why this part that says, you know, Georgia wins big, but seeing how this line movement is, maybe Ohio State keeps this close. I mean, really, if I... If you're asking me to pick a side in this one from a betting standpoint, I don't touch either team. Mm-hmm. The only thing, the, what I will be confident in, the total 62.5, that's probably what I'm most comfortable probably betting the over in that one because I think both these teams are going to be able to put up some points. This Georgia defense is not as good as last year. Here, they're still good, mind you. They're still got, there's still some dudes there. There besides Jalen Carter, but they're not they're not as good as they were last year. So, oh, I think I say Georgia. I mean, you're gonna ask me who I think wins. I'd say Georgia probably wins. Ends a pretty high scoring game. Hey, David, how about you? Um, I, I was gonna you know continue with uh, no over hype with the Ohio State compared. I think that's a good outlier to Tennessee because a lot of people were Tennessee's going to be able to compete with Georgia, you know, pound for pound, look at who they beat, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, we saw what happened with the game. But I think in terms of Ohio State, I wouldn't be surprised. And I, I think it's Georgia definitely take the over. I wouldn't be surprised if Stetson Bennett doesn't have to play the second half because he's already thrown for four touchdowns. Because I don't – this Ohio State secondary can get torn apart to shreds. It was done with lesser ta- lesser offensive units and wide receiver rooms, and Georgia offensively is a well-oiled machine. And I don't, I don't see Ohio – again, struggle at the linebacking core, which any quarterback can be able to – this is arguably the best defense the toughest defense that they'll play all season, and even if they aren't as dominant with you know the first round draft picks, I still think Georgia has a top five, top four defense that's scary to play. I think CJ Stroud is going to be running for his life, and it's going to be ugly. And what if it's what if it's not though? Just curious. You got to give Ohio. I mean, after Ohio State loses to Michigan, now all of a sudden people think the program's on fire. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's if you listen to Ohio State fan base, and you know, CJ Stroud talked a little bit about his presser, kind of you know how the entire fan base was like, "Hey, you lost to Michigan, you know, twice, or you lost to Michigan." CJ Stroud, you lost to him twice. What the bleep is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I can understand that from a fan base because. Every Ohio State fan only cares about Michigan living rent-free in their head. But I think on the field, like, that fourth, you can't erase that fourth quarter collapse. Where they just, I don't know if they shut down. I don't know if Michigan just gave them a gut punch early and they weren't able to really rebound. But it's scary to think if you can't rebound in the biggest game of the season, Forget, like, Ohio State-Michigan is bigger to some Ohio State fans than Ohio State going to the national championship game. Like, I wholeheartedly believe that. And for them, like, that that's the last time that we saw Ohio State on the field. So I think a lot of the kind of concern is, okay, 
how are you going to capitalize against a much tougher opponent on a neutral field? Yes, the Ohio State fans may travel, but we know Georgia travels, so you may not have a home field advantage. Plus, you're going up against the dominant defense, a quarterback in Stetson Bennett who's, who's probably going to play on Sunday, and you have a little bit of little bit of chatter around is Ryan Day the guy? Is he is he the guy moving forward, or is he kind of like a temporary in this post Urban Meyer era while we wait for you know the next true Ohio State head coach to get us back to the national championship you know prowess? So I think all of that kind of combined. Can Ohio State keep it close? Yes. You know, anything can happen once you get inside those lines for 60 minutes. Do I think they will? No. Just because Georgia's been the best team all country. Or, best team in the country all season. So, no hope. So, David thinks that it's going to be a sad New Year's Eve for the Big Ten. More likely that Michigan will be TCU than Ohio State beating Georgia. So if you're a Big Ten fan, it's going to be rough, yes, but I mean, at, at least you have Big Ten basketball that's going to put 12 teams in March Madness. <laughs> Let's not go that far, no, David. The way Michigan's looking, losing to Central Michigan, I don't know if Michigan fans, after this week, they better enjoy this college football playoff because it might be bleak for Michigan basketball. So I don't know, David. Yeah, well, well, you never know. Michigan baseball is always up there and actually ranked. Michigan volleyball is always consistently good. I don't know about baseball and softball. Well, ba- well, ba- well, baseball is baseball's pretty solid. They do have a new coach, though, and uh, I've actually, uh, oddly enough, I've actually umpired two guys who are committed to play there in the future. Her, uh, Noah Miller from Monroe High School, who's a senior catcher. Her, he's going to be continuing his career there. And uh, Grant Bradley from Napoleon, he's a pitcher. He's going to believe Grant is a junior. He'll be a continue. He's committed to continue his career there too. So, yeah. I just, if I'm a Big Ten fan, I just wouldn't commit to getting that hotel for the national championship just yet. Like, like it's not going to be a Michigan Ohio State rematch in the national championship because no one wants that outside of the Big Ten network. And maybe Urban Meyer, because then he can be on. You know, why wouldn't you? Want, why wouldn't you want that though? I mean, I think nationally, a lot of people would watch that. Seriously, I, I, I mean, it'd be, it'd be int- A lot of people wouldn't be working in this area, obviously, because of that of that game. But I think nationally, people would want to see that game. Uh, I, I, depending depends on that, like. It's again one of those like regional things. Like, is Ohio State v Michigan a rivalry that you care about in, let's say, Corvallis, Oregon? Like, is that going to be something that you're going to want to watch in 
Okay. Okay. So, so let's say Georgia plays Michigan. Same scenario. Who, who would care from Fort Worth? And Besides alumni from both schools. Exactly. So it's the same. It's the same scenario. But if you really think about it, there's going to be alumni. Michigan and Ohio State have a large alumni base that's all across the country. So even if you had, if you had Ohio State versus TCU, or Georgia versus Michigan, you're still going to probably you can't use that analogy. I mean, TCU maybe the people closer in the Dallas area would probably like it, but then you say, well, who cares in Oregon? I mean, David, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If it's Ohio well, State versus Michigan, the rematch to see what would happen, the, the rivalry was always. The rivalry of the week coming up just nationally. I mean, that game's always at noon. I think some people would want to see a rematch and see if Brian Day could bounce back. It's a lot of theater and a lot of drama that could set this up. But I think if Georgia in the international championship, you're automatically drawing that SEC market. And the SEC, as we know, runs college football. Well, so that's what you say. I don't know if that, that that's all the way true, but people people want to be entertained, David. And I understand that, you know, the SEC probably want to see that. But nowadays, let's face it, David, this is about entertainment. If you put a good storyline to a, to, a, to a game, people are going to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. To a certain extent, it has to be, a, like, they're always... Like, people, you know, manufacture storylines that people are doing it with these games. It's, you know, can Jim Harbaugh finally get over the hump? Or is, you know, TCU going to roll with this? Hey, we're born and bred. We're infused with all this history of Texas high school and legacy in Texas football kind of versus, you know, is Georgia, can they be a dynasty to quote Paul Feinbaum if they win this back-to-back national championship? Can, like you said, can Ryan Day kind of finally win win one for Ohio State? Like, we can find the storylines. I'm just kind of thinking for the casual fan. Like, I, like I'm going to watch regardless just because I think the casual fan would like, the, the casual fan would watch it too because Michigan and Ohio State is a big brand. Yeah, because uh, there was something that Michigan Ohio State this year on Fox was actually the highest yeah, rated. Yeah, yeah, it was the highest. Get David, it was the highest rated game. So you can't tell me that people aren't going to watch. I, not even only game, like really one of the highest watched like television programs that includes, you know, different categories of stuff to watch. But then we're getting to the ratings and kind of what it's going up against. And there on Saturday, there's always going to be one good game and then one crappy game. So, like, it has its pros. And, yeah. nah, I don't know, David. I don't go with that one. And we're going to have to wrap it up because we got to get into the NFL pick and we got to get out of here at the top of the hour. But, David, nice try. I do think, though, um, Ohio State-Michigan will be a game that a lot of people would, would, would want to watch. I, I'm just going to be honest with you on that one. Well, hopefully for the Big Ten's sake, they both spring the upsets. And even though technically Michigan beating mm-hmm. TCU wouldn't be an upset. But it, it's, yeah. David, you just don't want to see it. That's what it is. 
I mean, I'm going to watch regardless. I just want to see the two best teams, the, yeah, the two best teams fight out for the national championship. Not a team that couldn't even win their conference division. Well, yeah. well, that that always happened. That you you weren't doing that complaining when Alabama did it. Alabama moves the needle a lot more. Oh, so now you're just changing the David, narrative. David, come on. <laughs> on quit moving the goalposts. Ohio State moves the needle, but, I mean, for the past two weeks, Alabama has been in the B block on most shows. Like, and they're not even in the national championship. Like, that's, that's what I'm talking about, like, moving the needle. It moves the needle, David. If 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 they're getting high viewership from the Michigan Ohio State game, it moves the needle a little bit. You know, I, I think sometimes that narrative of the SEC is, is dominant. It's really the, the one or two top teams though in the conference that kind of moves the needle. And I got granted, I do say Alabama. People like to see Bama because it's a big brand. But at the same time, though, if Ohio State and Michigan plays, people are going to be watching that game. It's going to be some interest in it. Harbaugh versus Ryan Day. Ryan Day was born on third base. <laughs> Trash talking going on. It's a rivalry game. Who who would like to see a rivalry game in the national championship? That's like Auburn versus Alabama. You already know there's going to be some good trash talking going on with that game. Any rivalry game, if it's in the national championship, there's going to be a lot of storylines with it. And people love the trash talk. Well, wasn't there a rivalry in the game of the national championship back in 96 when uh, Florida and Florida State played? Was it 96? I thought that was the year. Didn't Miami play Nebraska? Or maybe Florida. Yeah, Florida and Florida. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They played in the Sugar Bowl. They played in that Sugar. Yeah, because Flor- well, I think Florida Warful. State won the, in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And, Dan and then Warful yeah, then, had a great game. Then Florida beat them for mm-hmm. the national championship. Yep. That was the year Danny Werfel won the Heisman. Exactly. Steve Spurrier. Mm-hmm. You can't spell citrus without UT. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick uh, commercial break. David, any last thoughts before we get into the NFL pick um? We see two good football games, and may the best team win. Frank? Um, I'm just hoping that we don't see two blowouts. I want to see two competitive semifinal games. Well, we all do, so I guess that's going to do it with that here on 88.3 WCs. After further review, when we return... We'll get into the NFL pick. I'm fellas all the way to the show. Sorry about what happened. I think earlier, I think something happened where um, the the video feed went out. I don't I don't know why, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll take a quick commercial break. Get out of here. Did we have juicy or did we have? We yeah, had, we did. Yeah, we did. All right, take a quick commercial break. We'll be back after this. <laughs> 